Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Inner Miami Show. I'm Brandon Griffin, and with me, as always, is my main man, Mike. How you doing today, man? I'm good. Uh, TJ's jumped on already. Wish me good luck. So we know this is going to be a good Love show. Uh, come on. We, we started off the season 1-0. and Now, to be fair, this is the second season in a row we've done that. So we're two years running now. Uh, but what's really exciting, I, I don't know the exact stat, but apparently... RSL had won their past four season 14, I believe. Season 14, openers. yeah. And this is the first yeah. time. So, uh, man, hell of a night last night. We had a blast. Uh, hopefully, everyone listening today uh, also listened last night because we went live. <laughs> well, semi live. We recorded at Drive Pink and immediately uploaded it. So, live esque. At Chase uh, Stadium, not Drive Chase, Pink. Thank you, Chase. It's going to take a while. I know. Uh, but yeah, we, we, we recorded at Chase, had a little yeah. bit of fun. Uh, I remember 90% of that recording. I think we might have forgotten a few things. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I yeah. think it's exciting. Listen, we got some man. stuff to talk about from last night and, and jump into, yeah, we're jumping right into game two on Sunday. For those that are listening and, and have not come and hung out with us, you got a glimpse into tailgate, Brandon and Mike. Like that's us at the stadium having a good time uh, and just having fun with it. And so, you know, we're playing around with the structure. Structure will change a little bit, but um yeah we're probably gonna do it again because it, it was well received and we had a lot of fun with it and man it just felt good to be back in the stadium and come away with a win by the way let me show off my real salt lake uh scarf Love it. i traded i did a jersey swap with uh mark from real salt lake he was uh on anthony's show last week we met up we did a little jersey uh scarf swap so I got a new one to add to the collection. Now it is going in the collection side of we kicked your butt and it started the season. So it's a good, <laughs> it's a good one to start with. Hell yeah, man. It definitely is. I mean, you know, we can, I mean, we might as well just jump right in, right? Our Salt Lake uh, yeah. City or Salt Lake recap, you know. So uh, uh let's see. Let's go. Let's let's do it. So we actually no, hold on. One one thing I really want to call out. So we always start out with season ticket holder news. Uh, they started the loyalty program at the at the stadium last night. Now a lot of people didn't see it. And I frankly, none email. of us none of us know what it is. But I did get my check in last night. So by the way, the check in process is horrible. You have to log. You have to go. You go in the app. Then you have to oh, log back into Ticketmaster. So like you're already Ooh. logged in. You have to log into Ticketmaster, and then you you go up to a screen and you scan it. Uh, I got one. I did hear someone say that because it was so screwed up, everyone who just went to the stadium officially gets a check-in. Uh, I am curious how serious to take this because I know I won't be for the March 30th game, so I'm curious if I'm going to make Joe Kerr or you go scan in for me for the March 30th to, to pretend I got it. Uh, but yeah, so sorry. Just want to stay. I mean, we always start out with transfer news. Well, we didn't have any of that, thankfully. Uh, yeah. Season ticket holder news. Now let's jump into the Real Salt Lake recap now. Let's, let's jump right in. Yeah, you know, uh, we'll start off with uh, starting lineup. Uh, I I hate to say it, but I almost nailed it. Almost. I mean, we, but, we, I had more of the top half. I had the front three. You had the bottom four. You say that. Here you I go. Had front, I had the front three. Yeah. You Taylor did. Suarez and Messi. You had the bottom four. And we met in the middle. Uh, I also. Well, yeah, because I, I miss Ruiz there, too. You got Ruiz. So we yeah. both got one wrong in the middle. Yeah. I didn't have Gressel in the middle. 
Yeah. Uh, I had Gomez and Busquets. So we split this one. Uh, now, based off of we did an analysis of like who was going to be on the bench and, you know, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, we no, didn't do that, but, but uh, it's a good lineup. I, I, had, I had, okay. I will say I had one complaint. I think anyone who's been watching the show knows I have lost faith in Gressel. Uh, Joker, I think, pointed out to me that it's only one official game and I've already lost faith in a player, but I'm counting all of the horrible preseason games where he looked lost. I, I He's counting I practice, guys. Yeah, Again. I am. Have you ever he, seen... he said if we win, he would forget about preseason. And here we are, preseason again. Well, no, because Gomez, I'm sorry, uh, Gressel was just as bad in the pitch last night as he was in all preseason. He looks like John Travolta from Pulp Fiction out there, completely lost. He has like one great uh, cross of the night, and he did have a great cross. He had a he had a decent shot too. Didn't go in. Doesn't count. He had one great cross from really it was beautiful. It was like one side of the field all the way to the other. I think it landed at Messi's foot. Like it was a beautiful cross, but that was the only thing he did. But besides that, it's gonna take time. You got to let the guy settle, man. You got to let the guy settle a little bit. It's time to uh, that chemistry, and you know, he he did not look good. Nobody could say he looked good. He had moments. He had probably three moments. I think that that I said if he can keep stringing these together i think we might have something but look man my alter ego is calling him trash and when mm. an 11 year old calls someone trash you know it's true mm. so let's get into the game you so let me so. do let me do a recap i i'm guessing most of our listeners have seen the game saw the score uh let me cover a couple things so we won two nothing uh first goal comes out of on the show last night i called this a banger from taylor yeah Bangers probably yeah, watching not the right it word. back. It was it was like a the banger. keeper. The keeper should have had this. Like it was in their arms. It got right under the keeper's arms. Still, he came in. Taylor did Taylor things. Side note: the guy behind me before the game goes, "Let's make a little bet. Who's going to score first? He went Suarez. I won Taylor. Pretty sure he owes me a drink. Uh, unfortunately, I think he said he's going to send Gaffer to the Northwest Club. So I'm like, it's not, it's not costing me anything. But uh, I called that one. Uh, but yeah, Taylor. Taylor did Taylor things. Uh, this is why I included him. On my starting eleven, because I thought this he would do Taylor things, and he's yeah. still doing Taylor things. Uh, I think he's just such a huge part of the lineup. And uh, it was said in one of the discords that you and I participate uh, or a tweet last night, like to see an original, like essentially an original Miami guy score the first goal of what could be our historic season was awesome. And I think that's a, that's a huge, just a huge like way to kick it off. Uh, the crowd got into it. The the fans, uh, the team got into it. Uh, and the first half, I mean, the first half was just like, that was probably the most fun 45 minutes of soccer I have had as an inner Miami fan. We had seven shots, four on goal. Uh, I don't think offensively you could complain about anything in that first half. What do you think, Brand? Like, was there anything? Um, you know, if you want to get nitpicky, you can, there were some chances we should have converted. Um, we, we could have easily gone in at half up. At least two, maybe three. Uh, I don't think Taylor's the one that's out in mm. when, when Redondo comes in, Mike. Um, I, I, I think Redondo probably slides in there. We see, I think we see Kressel go back to right back. But we'll see. That'd be my guess. Who too. knows goes right what back happens and then... in the mind of Tata? I didn't we think he had close. it in him until last night. He had great, great lineup. Um, 
you know, and tactically you put it, you put players in good positions outside of Gressel. So hats off to Tata for, for right, once. So, and you know, pains so, me. So yeah, so it's fair. Like nitpicky first game of the season, still some rust on us. It wasn't great. Messi, I think it was the first half. Messi got denied one shot where like it was point blank range and the goalie just made a save. And I was, as I was watching that save, Branton, you said something a couple times, and I'm just going to keep repeating it. Every team is going to give us their best. And it's clear, yep. clear last night. That's the best RSL is going to do. I know they're going to build into the season forever, but yeah. they played at the top of their abilities. That goalie, like, hats off to him. He played as good as he was going to play, and it was a fantastic, yeah. fantastic performance. Yeah. Um, you know, and in, in- – like I, you know, I said, like it's, it's every team Super Bowl to beat Messi, and for us, it's just another game. Uh, so it was good to see the team come out. Like they came out fighting. Uh, ball movement looked good. Passing looked good. Um, there, and, and the second half it was more glaring, but there were a couple moments in the first half where the, the defending, uh, left something to be desired. But I, I. It wasn't appalling. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't as bad as we thought it would be. Um, and exactly kind of like I, I broke it out. Like what we, we kept seeing is is we were attacking the defense and getting in behind them and kind of pushing around their center backs a little bit too. Um, and we we played a very physical game inside the box, I thought. And I think that really, really helped us in this game. And I loved seeing Robbie Taylor score the first goal. And, you know, Robbie Taylor did a lot of really great things in the first half with the ball. Um, I love when he gets the ball in some space and he can kind of do some stuff. And he almost makes more people miss than Messi. Like he's pretty close. So Hoffmat asks us, do you think other teams will play free kicks the same way as RSL with two defenders? Opposed? And I want to call this out. And I think this again goes back to you're playing their best. This is a, I actually did some research on this. Uh, teams have used this against Messi before, which they basically, mm-hmm. you have the keeper in the center, and then you put a defender at each post to defend against that, that corner and it shot, worked. and it worked. It worked yeah. great. Like, the guy had the header out. What's awesome is, first off, again, kudos to MLS that these teams are, are ready for Messi. Like, this is going to be a fun but hard season. But it also means when you're well, putting let's not two say guys... kudos to MLS. Like, kudos to Real Salt Lake. They were ready. Well, we don't, we don't mean, know what the other teams are going to do. That's fair, but what I'm caught is the problem is there's like there's like it's chess moves, right? If you're gonna do that, well, now you've got only eight guys up front defending, ten to, you know, our ten, and you know what the next thing's gonna happen? Short pass, the now your defenders are all out of position and then we go in. So I thought it was great. I thought it was great. I had I had personally never seen that defense before. Uh, but I did think it was masterful. And then again, I saw teams did that against Barcelona too, but we will see that again. And then if they yeah. do that, we're gonna just do a short, you know, something shorter. And put it, you know, now you have defenders out of position and we're going to take a close in, close range goal. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's it's a good tactic to use. And, you know, Real Salt Lake and the, you know, played played as well defensively as I think they could have. Um, I think their center backs and their keeper, like, keeper had a career game. Like, I, I don't know. Um, I didn't know much about him coming into this game. Um, but he impressed that a lot of me for sure. He denied Suarez, I think, two or three times in the first half alone. Yeah, he was all over the place. The other guy I really got caught. So I want to say in the first half for now, I thought Toto played fantastic. 
Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't remember. I know you asked me who was my man of the match last night. I actually don't remember who I answered. Uh, I, but Toto, as I was kind of rethinking it, Toto felt like the man of the match. I know he got injured late in the second and came off. Yeah. But the way he was tracking back, like, because I, so my seat's just kind of caught where I sit. I sit on the 18 yard line on the north side. So I was on the defensive side the first half. There was multiple times where we were in, uh, disadvantage man disadvantage you know three three on two four and three and toto was sprinting back and made the final play sometimes inside the 18 and like that kind of work rate is gonna matter uh someone asked me today does miami play a counter press defense and i don't really think we do i i think it's kind of a byproduct of how high our line is i think it's more i think it's more that it's like it's like a desperation move to like the ball's going like step forward because i can't go back but Toto made some fantastic runs back. The other defender we got to call it is Sergey. Uh, Brent, you and I were walking in the stadium, and I was saying I thought Sergey was injured. I don't understand this. That man looked like he was five years younger, ten years younger last night. I think he had his all of his legs mm-hmm. under him. Uh, he looked really good. He looked a little quicker. Yeah, he did. Could have just been me, but I, I, I. That's why I was saying like the defense was solid. Like I don't think. Um, thanks, Joe. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think that they were great. Um, but I think that that they showed they can be good enough for us to win games and they kept the clean sheet. I mean, yeah, that that's, that's big too. Calendar, um, didn't have to do it by himself. He had, one uh, bad he had covered. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is, is normally when we keep a clean sheet, it's because calendar yeah. blocked 38 shots. Uh, and that that wasn't the case. The defense kind of helped him out. There was good communication. Um, when I watched it back today, like you can see them, they have a bond. They they have a familiarity with them with each other now. And it'll be interesting to see when um, I'm going to say it wrong again, but when Freyhair comes in, um, it'll be interesting to see see how he adds to that dynamic and if he does end up taking Sergey's spot, but. Right now, I think Toto and Sergey are the two to beat. They look good together. So, so real quick, it's T-O-T-O. It's Toto. It's the nickname for Avales, our, our, one of our center backs. I, I disagree, though. You, you made the comment, Brandon, that it wasn't a great performance. It wasn't. Let me let me say that I I, dis- I think in, in absolute terms, fine. It wasn't a great performance. It wasn't a great defensive performance. But in terms of what we're going to see from our defense, I think that's one of the better defensive like defensive games we're going to have i think the team the team played specifically in the first half the team kept the ball from getting near their uh calendar they were running everyone down when they got attacked they well, were in position like they were, yeah, they were positionally but, aware but you also have to look you also have to look at the way rsl lines up like a single attacker and so it's 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 you play what you played, get though they played well right but my, I, I still have concerns about how this defense will stack up when it's like a full press. Yeah, so we'll f- see what that is. They had a good game. They had a good yeah, game. That's what I'm saying. I feel like you're downplaying. A, it was a good no, game. No, like, I, yeah. I just said it was a good game. They got yeah, the clean sheet it, and that it's good enough for us. Like the defense is good enough for us to make a run this season. Yeah, that's what, that's what I said. Could, that's yeah, what you, I said before you're saying you it, just you're said saying this. it a little. Yeah, but you're saying it differently now. I'm saying it differently now because you just repeated exactly what I said to try and make a point that I didn't say that. But I went like this, <laughs> and it matters. Um, all right, so let's get in the second half. And this is interesting from my point of view. 
So again, I'm on north side. The defense, we we were on defense on my side to start. We were attacking You're on, on my side. side. Taking them on the west or side, west but, side. North, but from the, the stadium side. north south, like I, I I got the attacking on the second half. I didn't really have a great view of the defense in the first half, and it's funny because I got a text right away after the game. Sloppy second, but you guys made it through. Got another text this morning. Sloppy second. I'm like, I didn't see that, and. I'm I'm thinking, and I apologize. I wanted to watch the game at lunch today. This was not a good day at work, uh, so I didn't get a chance to. So, Branson, I know you're in North Stands, so you would have seen kind of a similar angle. What were your thoughts on the second half? Because now, when you could watch it from TV, so, did yeah. it change how you thought? Yeah, it absolutely did. Um, because from from in the stadium, North Stand, I thought it, it was hard for me to see the defense from where we were. Obviously, because we were attacking this way are right in front of me. So I, when I watched it back, it's just, it was sloppy. Um, there were a lot of bad passes um, from the defense where they passed it right to a Salt Lake player. Like it, it just, it wasn't even, um, I, I, I can't even explain it. Like, and, and I think Toto was probably the main culprit I think Sergey had one bad pass, but Toto had two. I think that that led to what could have been two scoring opportunities uh, really quickly in the second half, and so that's why. Like I, I'm, I said it was a good performance. It wasn't great because something that we're going to need to have happen, especially with that high line, is the defenders are going to have to pass the ball, and if you're going to pass it and then pass it right back to the team or you're the other team and you're the last line of defense, it's not going to go well. Yeah. Busquets was involved in it too. Absolutely. And that's why I think um, when Redondo comes, we're going to push Busquets forward. And and I hope we just let him attack and let him facilitate the attacking, distribute the ball and, and leave the defending to a real true CDM at this point. But we had to do it. Uh, we had to play Busquets in that role because we just didn't have anybody else um that that could have had the impact he did and I, I think it's worth calling out again a little bit as the defense was struggling which couldn't really see but i'm taking taking everyone's word for it yeah the subs came late i think we didn't have subs until 70th minute rsl got yeah. into the subs early uh our first subs we did see noah go in for an injured avales an injured toto so that was kind of a forced sub uh but well, it, did, it did feel like we were late on that once again which scares me yeah. because Tata's got to get better well, about that. And we've known that. As so, an issue. right. And so that, that would be my one criticism. And when we recorded last night, um, I said, I thought he did a great job with the subs because he used, he used them, um, which is rare to see somebody use all five subs. And I thought he brought the right people in for the, the uh, positions they were in. But the problem was, is the team was gassed by the 75th minute everybody on that field was gassed and um you could see it starting to come and tata waited a little bit too long to make that sub um suarez i know he got the assist for that second goal which was later in the game they had that great run but uh suarez probably should have come out around the 70th 75th minute so um, so what's interesting on that to, to, to kind of add to it. So we, okay, we all know him first row. Tata had, so Tata did his first subs. I think he did two, three to start in the first round. 
And then he calls in around the 80th minute, Sailor and Campana. And he's got them. You, you know, you mentioned he had the right sub at the time. He was ready to put those two in. And then all of a sudden, someone went down and he was forced to put Sunderland. I think it was a Biscuits that went down and he was forced to put Sunderland. Like some of those subs were actually more like he didn't have a choice. The game forced him to make subs. It was really yeah. interesting. At one point, we only had two subs left and he had three guys in Jersey sitting on the sidelines because he it seemed like he, he was being kind of indecisive on who he wanted to make those subs with. And it still was so very think, late. That was the second round of subs around the 80th, 83rd so minute. So I, I think that kind of goes back to my point. Like, I, I don't think the team is yet 100% match fit um, because I think everybody was gassed. I think Tata was probably like, all right, who's the most tired? Who do I need to pull out? Who do I need to worry about? And and so um, I would have liked to have seen him make those subs earlier, um, great. particularly Suarez for Campana, um, you know you bring Campana in on the 90th minute and there was only four minutes of added time. Like you, you're not, you're not giving Suarez the break that he's going to need because now we're going to fly across the country and play a game um, over and, the weekend. And I I, I'll throw out, and I know there's, there's kind of coaching philosophy here. You're, you're making a sub of bringing Campana in on the called the 83rd minute. We were up two Oh, at that point. Like, was bringing in Campana the best move or another midfielder to kind of try to take the ball off and control it a little bit? Like, I know the great, you know, think, American football. Think, no, I just, I don't think we had another midfielder at that point. I'm sure um, we had someone on the bet. Ruiz, Ruiz was already subbed on. Sunderland went on. Um, the only guys left on the bench, I think, were Sailor. Um, Izzy Boatwright and I would have a Boatwright. I mean, Boatwright can play that position. Again, you're, yeah, you're really, you're really you, stalling. You also make his debut like young guy, like, and at that point, we only had the one goal. No, we had to, when he went in, I think we had the second goal already because he came um, in really late. No, you're right because I, I was advocating for Campana to come in before we got that second goal, but yeah, um, I guess you could have put him in, but. You know, yeah. I'm just looking at. Oh uh, no, Mota was in. Mota was in because the first the first group was Mota, Allen, and Borg, was Borgelin at that point? Mm. Or Ruiz, Ruiz. It was Mota, Ruiz, yeah. and Allen went in initially. So then you had again to start before, and I would say before the injury, you had Sunderland who could have gone in. So it could have been Sailor and Sunderland. But again, you had Campana was the first guy out there. Uh, you had yeah. uh, you had Izzy, uh, and you could have done Sunderland and Sailor. And again, can, yeah. I'm just saying, like it just it just seems like it's odd. And again, you want to have a, a good offense can be your best defense a lot, and I get that, but it just doesn't feel like that's like I just think there's more thought that there should have been there. Um, so yeah. by the way, call it. Let's call it the second goal. There was a second goal. Uh, Diego Gomez, our new favorite Paraguayan, uh, took a ball off of Suarez, and and just drained into the back of the net. Uh, yeah. By the way, Messi and Suarez had assists, no goals mm -hmm. from the top big four, and we had yeah. our U twenty two and original have goals, which I think is a win. That's a huge win. When, you oh, know, yeah. every everyone is expecting that bot not built right, like. Your big guys are going to be the only ones scoring goals. 
And here is our originals and a, and a U22 scoring goal. So I, it's huge. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we have to have the other guys score goals other than the big four because the big four are not going to be available every game. And, you know, when Messi's away at Copa, like someone's got to step up. And so it's nice to see Robbie Taylor get his goal, Gomez get his goal. And Gomez brought some of the physicality that he had at the World Cup or God, I keep yeah. saying World Cup, the He's Olympic big. qualifiers. He is big. And he was pushing around like, you know, I say kids, but I mean, I guess they kind of are kids in Olympic qualifying. Like he was very physical and he, he out muscled this, the center back to get in and score that goal, which was impressive. Um, and so like we, we talked about it in the preseason finale, like, Hey, he made the runs. He put himself in the positions. He just didn't finish, but we saw the finish last night. It was a hell of a finish. And he was in, he, he was, to me, that was the man of the match. I I thought after watching it back, um, I didn't feel like that at the time watching it live, but watching it back and seeing the way he was positioning himself and the runs he was making, uh, you know, man of the match for sure. But again, I, I didn't see this. I think the second half was played out a lot. Out if, front of if I'm you not going to disagree saw, with that. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with your statement. Second half, like Toto had a really good first half, but if you watch the second half, it was enough to just say like. You didn't have it in the second half, but he's young. He, he's going to yeah. make mistakes, and it didn't cost us, which is important. So he I, I will say, and move on. Again, going back to the first half, Arango looked frustrated all night. Well, the first half night, you know, like the second chance, yeah. but he looked really frustrated. And you go back to everyone saying our center backs are going to be our weakness, and Arango, one of the better number nines in the league, being that frustrated is a sign of good things to come, right? Like this yeah. wasn't our, this isn't our starting pair. Freire, going to butcher it again. Actually, now I think I'm just going to start butchering because I think it upsets Mike V. Freire is, is going to be a starting center back. Redondo is going to be a starting CDM. So, you know, if we look at kind of that, that defensive triangle, only one of the starters is there so far. And yet there is Arango just frustrated, frustrated, yeah. cursing, rolling on the ground. Uh, and I think that's exciting too, because we are going to get better in that in that kind of back three of the defense. Yeah, and you know, uh, in watching it back, um, I'm glad I didn't watch this game on TV. I'm glad I was in the stadium for it, because Taylor Twelman is so goddamn annoying. <laughs> I heard I, that. I, One of my friends said the same thing to me this I morning. Can't, I, I can't do it. Like he was like. Oh, Suarez's knees. And I know he scored 26 goals in Brazil, but this is MLS. It's more physical. This is the better league. Like, shut the hell up, man. Like, just just analyze what's happening. Or better yet, let's just have peace and quiet. Or get me Ray Hudson. Man, that's, that's the all Japan I game when there was no announcing was awesome. It was so quiet. And Those games are so us. cool. I you love were that. For that game, but it was really cool. No, you did wake up. No, you I the love baby. games. Yeah, the kid. yeah but yeah. I love games like that. Like that's that's the way to do it. But yeah, it was great. Um, it was a great win. I have forgotten what it was like to dominate possession while also doing something with the ball. Yeah, because normally we dominate possession and that's it. Like, oh, we had sixty percent of the possession, but we had one shot and it wasn't even on goal. And but we we pressed and we did we did good things. So, so two more notes on the game, kind of first off. So we had 16 shots. 
I was talking to my buddy Terry today, and one of the things I was saying, because we were both commenting that the team tends to take an extra pass inside the 18. They, there's always that one little tiki tack pass. And normally I get really frustrated, but when you have 16 shots, like we were actually yeah. making the pass. Like if you looked against Saudi Arabia and some of those other games, we'd make that extra pass and it would go nowhere. We were making the extra pass, taking the shot. And many of those shots, like I don't know how many on goal, but many of the shots were going on goal. So I think that's exciting. Like it, it made yeah. it a little more fun. I am concerned we're back to not taking the shot, which we bad. The other piece I want to say, the kind of my last thoughts in this game. This was an awesome atmosphere. It was probably the most fun atmosphere I can kind of remember in times. But we talked about expecting this to be the most electric atmosphere. I think you and I kind of covered. I don't remember if we covered that in the, the show last night or just you and I talking. Yeah, we did. It we wasn't. It wasn't the, the most electric. Like you didn't have the entire stands trying to chance along uh the the i'm gonna be honest la familia did not get the crowd going in my opinion you could hear the band the whole night like it sounded great but they you didn't have the stomping you didn't have uh that kind of going so i think there's some more room to do with all of our new fans kind of getting yeah. them more into the game because they're not there yet i think it's that um it's also a wednesday night game that was that was tough um yeah mike i i agree with you there he really is. He's garbage. But, um, you know, and I, I think come Orlando, like it's it's going to come. It's I think I'm expecting that to be uh, a very, very big atmosphere. Um, but I also think we're kind of seeing some of the ramifications of the price increase. Right. Yeah. And the restriction of the supporters groups to just the two sections. Um when you raise the prices, you restrict their sections. Some people I, just aren't going to be able to afford to go anymore. I, I so, get that, but then I think, you know, hopefully, and, and everyone's learning from it, right? Like the club's learning from last night, the, the supporter groups. They start, you start to ask yourselves, okay, how can the supporter group noise? We've always been made fun of for broadcasting noise, but it always kind of worked. I don't know if there were broadcasting noise last night. I, it didn't sound like there was broadcast noise. I didn't have that little tinge of an echo I usually hear. Uh, but I just think there's some work to be done over the next, you know, next couple of games to figure out how we get it more, make more of us well, into it. And so let's be honest, like it was pretty cavernous there for several seasons when we've had some really great atmospheres. And so it's easier to hear the band when, when that's the case, when you have a full house like we do and, and a lot of the fans there, um, it, it, probably was one of their first times coming to the stadium. So, you know, I think that'll improve over time. Yeah. I think the band did everything they could. I think the supporters groups were great. They, they, everybody was participating where I was. And, and You're so. You're in the supporter section. You know, that doesn't count. Yeah. No, but what I'm saying is, is like, I, I wouldn't say that the supporters groups have, have a lot of work to do on that. I think it's people getting more familiar with, with the stadium and with what we're doing well i think i think that's a tie i think the supporter groups do have more work too but i also think they need to partner with the club a little bit and and you know you and i know the club partners and, and we talk to them and i think that's a little it's like it's it takes a it takes a village right i think everyone's got to get it a little bit i yeah, you know it, it could be just at the just throwing it out there supporters guys at handing out things at the stands like hey here's the song here's when you clap like trying to get it out there you know, the, back in the day, it was like when you were when we were originally OGs, uh, you know, it was like, go to this website and you could learn the songs. That's not going to happen, especially as as 
Hoffmat made like the comment that we're more corporate now. You're going to have to be a little more force fed some of this stuff. And I also think the stadium loudspeaker is going to have to come in. Hey, get on your feet, do this thing. Like we're going to have to do it a little when we're going to have be a, a very transient fan base. Yeah, I think so too. And, and I, I couldn't hear it and it was something I was trying to listen for. What was the stadium announcer like? He was, he was good. Uh, I liked good? him. Okay. Yeah, I actually, I actually thought to myself. I remember thinking to myself, his announcement of team player names and stuff was very energetic. Uh, like he was very. I wasn't Mike Marinelli was our first one. If I remember the guy. Yeah, name. he was the best. I, I I don't think he's quite Mike Marinelli, but I had no complaints about the announcements himself. Like they were very okay. energetic announcements. It was more of more announcements, like using what we can to try to get people going. And yeah, again, I, well, think, I, think I think the supporter group's got to get around the stadium a little bit more to help out. But it, well, I think so too. But I also think that's that's harder now when you've got people checking tickets everywhere. And so again, I think that's the partnership working with with the the representatives yeah. from the club. Like, there's there's I'm sure there's things we can do. Like, yeah. I know on the east side they're allowed to hang flags. We've seen that. There's a Southern Legion flag on the on the east zone. So I'm guessing they could also get some guys walking around and getting the crowd cheered up like i hate to use the phrase cheerleaders because that's not what i want but i want people to lead the cheers yeah well i i i i disagree with that i don't think i don't think it's a job it's the supporters groups to go to other sections and lead the cheers i don't no other club does that that's I, that's not what we do we we that, are it's not but but let's be clear there's no other club like us right now but but you're asking you're very asking corporate club with no you're asking people from the supporters groups to come over and lead cheers and not watch the game at all and just lead yeah, cheers. Yeah, I'm going to call it's, that. It's, I've watched. I've you know I've been in the supporter groups. I've watched people in the supporter section never once watch the field, have their back to the field the whole time, and run that yeah, thing. So don't say not, they're not willing to to, but, to ignore the game to get the crowd noise going. You're gonna go by yourself and go and try and get the crowd going in the northwest. I just. I'm more it's thinking, not going to happen, man. Let's be clear. The Northwest is probably never going to, but the East side can and the South side can. And I let's think get, they will. Let's get Danny, let's get Danny and Chris there leading some cheers. They got the South side. We can get them some, some cheerleading outfits and they'll do it. Listen, listen, it'll come with time. Like I said, with the new season ticket prices and stuff, I think a lot of those people, it's their first or second time in the stadium and they just, they'll learn over time and, and we'll get there. Um, but it was great. I thought everything was good. I, I have I'm no just, complaints with that. Hey, you got to nitpick some of the fasting and defense in the first in the first half. I'm nitpicking some of the crowd and in, in the game. So uh, we're well, nitpick a little. That passing right. could have led to so, goals. So. so we've got a pretty quick turnaround. We played last night. Uh, hopefully those guys get more sleep than we are because I know I'm still tired from last night. But they are playing <laughs> Sunday against the LA Galaxy. And I, I was as I was doing research, I always think of LA Galaxy being one of those predominant clubs in MLS. Like it's huh. the LA Galaxy. All right, so let's cover who the LA Galaxy have been. They haven't made the playoffs in two years. They were 13th in the Western Conference last year, 26th in the supporter shield standings. By the way, Inter Miami was 27. So kind of like if you remember last season's MLS season, they were right above us. Uh only eight wins. 14 losses, 12, uh, 12 ties. Uh, for League's Cup, they didn't even advance out of group. And for USOC, interestingly enough, they made it to quarterfinals and lost to our new friends at Real Salt Lake. 
Uh, incoming. So they brought in this. So let's talk about outgoing was Chicho Hernandez. Everyone knows Chicho. He went to uh, Chivas. He's, he's yeah. playing for someone in the game. And Tyler Boyd, their top goal scorer with a total of four goals. Com- to be fair, Campana, who I bitch about, had more than double that last year. Tyler Boyd was a top goal scorer, and he's now gone. They brought Tyler in Boyd is a good player. He, yeah, I'm not, I'm he, not he didn't score. It wasn't. Yeah, but I'm just saying that was their top goal scorer. He's going to score more than that with Nashville now. All right. They brought in a new goalkeeper, the one and only John McCarthy, who I love John. I was super excited to see him Big win. Big John. Big John. Uh, I was super excited to see him win MLS Cup a few years ago when he stepped in. I think it was a great performance. But he's not in the top 10 goalkeepers in MLS. Let's just not pretend otherwise. They brought in two wingers, Gabriel Chavez and Joseph Ponsel. I'm probably butching it. Uh, one from Vasco da Gama, the other from Ghent. A right back and then another striker, Miguel Berry from Atlanta, uh, who's pretty good. But clearly you saw in their movement during the offseason, they are trying to become a much more attacking club. Uh, a little bit left, and I'll just kind of finish reading my notes. Uh, in the preseason, or practice as it's known, uh, they start. They played five matches of practice, uh, three losses to start. Then uh, that was St. Louis, which was a pretty good team. Uh, Charlotte and Austin tied New York City FC, and then their final game of the preseason was they beat the Red Bulls. Uh, overall, uh, it's hard not to look at this as not even a mid-team but a team that's historically been bottom of the barrel. But I think you can't look past anyone. So I covered all the details. Branson, jump in. Where do you want to? Yeah. Um, yeah, like you said, they strengthen the attack, but their defense is, is atrocious. Um, and, and they did nothing to improve on that. Uh, when I tell you, like, their defense would make our defense from two or three years ago look good. Um, there it's, this is a game we should win easily. Um, I, I do not expect it to be a dog fight like it was with Salt Lake. Um, you know, Real put the ball in the places they put the pressure on us. They were hard on us. Their defense held a lot better than I, I probably thought they would have in our pregame show, pregame show, but they're. LA Galaxy is a very easy team to score on, and I like our chances if we're going to get into a gunfight. I think there's it's very easy for us to put three or four goals past them, and I, I just don't see us conceding three or four goals, even with some sloppy defensive errors like we saw in the second half against uh, Salt Lake. And and to add to that, they this is their first game. Mm-hmm. You have a whole new really offensive attacking side of their ball who don't have a lot of time playing together yet. And so I think to add to that, they're, they're going to be challenged to really attack us like play as a team. Now I will tell you the scary thing. We've got no tape. We don't know what they're going to look like. We don't know. Like there's not a lot for them to look at and go, this is what they're probably going to line up as, as essentially a whole new team. You know, you look at with Tata, you kind of know what to expect. With our starting, you know, our big four, you know what to expect. I think there's more tape on who we are than what they are, and you also have obviously last uh, night. So I always yes think coming no. into those, I just always feel like coming into those games when you can't, you can only predict based on like a lot of historical data, but nothing like recent. It's always a little bit of a crapshoot, and you can sometimes 
Tata and Neville both had sometimes had a way of overthinking their lineups. Like they do something funny with their lineup because they're expecting something that doesn't happen. I'm a little worried Tata is going to overthink this lineup a little bit. Yeah, uh, that's definitely possible. Um, but I, I, I don't think so. I think he could just put out the same lineup we did. I hope he does. Well, and we're fine. Yeah, um, no, I, I'm totally good with the same lineup. There, there, I am concerned there, he won't. Well, there are rumors that he won't only because people are reporting that Redondo could be available Sunday. I don't know how that's possible to get a work visa that quickly, but if he's got it and he's suiting up, like, let's do it. But yeah, and um, I don't, so that'll I don't, be something to keep an eye on as this, the week continues. I, I'm not expecting Redondo for this game. I, I originally, I know in the beginning of the week I was. He doesn't have his work visa yet. The game might be in three days, but he's only got a day to get it because I'm pretty sure most government agencies don't work on the weekends. Uh, so I don't think we'll see Redondo. So I think we have every opportunity to start starting lineup. Again, Toto was a little injured. Uh, uh, someone else had a slight, looked like that a slight tweak too. So that could be a change, but I am hoping to see our same starting 11. I know we don't want to over tire out everyone, but at the same time, a little more playing time for them because uh, we are yeah. also getting real near some of those CCC games we need to be ready for. Yeah, and I mean, um, I wouldn't be upset if we saw like Suarez on the bench in this game, uh, let Campana start and then bring Suarez in towards the end of the game um, because I, I, I think you have to start. It's a cross-country flight and playing on short we're the only team that's played well us and real are going to be the only two teams that have played uh midweek and then played on the weekend and so i'm okay if he wants to rest a guy like suarez you still have his firepower on the bench if you need it um but yeah i i i expect us to handle this pretty pretty easily the only guy that worries on their team is puig yeah man when he when he's at his best he's at his best yeah. But he doesn't have, and but even I mean, all the rumors was he was trying to leave because they weren't putting people around him. And yeah, I got to look, he I look at down the, on that. And he put out that video where he's like, "I love L.A." or whatever, and it was like this whole thing. Yeah, but that's his. That's either the club making him or or his I, his PR his PR I manager. Don't, I don't. He didn't think make a it himself. Going to make you do that. <laughs> Strong, strongly, they will strongly encourage you to do things sometimes. Like he's not that big a superstar where he's not can't be a little bit, you know. Don't do, tell do, him that. Yeah, I know, but I'm not. He's not. Listen, I want more and more to watch the show, but I don't think our opponents' yeah. players are yet watching us. No. Uh, but just a reminder, we do have a full week off after this game. So we got LA, you know, playing LA, and that's a full week. But then we got the home match, my uh, Orlando at home, and and the busy the busy season starts. So we got coming up the marches, Orlando at home, midweek game. For Comcast CCC, then we've got Montreal at home. Then we got another midweek game where we got uh, CCC, and then we've got DC on our way. So after this game, shit gets real. It gets yeah. real really fast. So I would rather us do our starting eleven, take the week to rest, because this is our last chance to really before. Like I, I it's going to be. I'd tough. rather gotta, us gotta go think. a little, little lighter in this game because we can win this pretty easy and i i would be okay with like a suarez on the bench um you know 
one or two of them, you know, Busquets, if Redondo's here, I'm okay with Busquets resting as well, uh, because we're going to go, we're going to go all in on Orlando. Um, I don't see us not going hard at home and then we're, we're going to go hard in CCC. So I think this is the game you could see some squad rotation in. By the way, can I call out for a club that MLS is supposed to be protecting and doing all these wonderful things for because we've got Messi scheduling in a four-day time span our rival and a CCC match is bullshit, right? Like these are mm-hmm. two matches we got to go all out on. Like we're yeah, supposed to be see, cheating. Like we're supposed to be cheating. They're supposed to be see, helping us, and they're not doing I, that. And that annoys me. I, I don't buy into that because the players don't give two shits about playing Orlando. It's another team for them. We I, as fans I, put I a lot more. No, you're wrong. I, I will. Can, wrong. I, can I give evidence? No, because you're wrong. Okay, so there are so many players. There's so many players who've come out and said, like, we would do, rivalry is a fan thing. It's I'm not sorry really that Liverpool Liverpool us. players don't care about your rivalries. That's that's not my problem though. When Messi showed up against Orlando last year, he made it quite clear that this was a rivalry game. He showed up with a different look and a grudge. Yeah, he what's the he yellow say? Card. He he got a yellow card. That no no. I'm talking about what was in the match. I think what he had is one of his only yellow cards last season was in the Orlando match for causing trouble and shit talking. He clearly treated this like a rivalry game. So I do think the players know it's a rivalry game and it matters. Even I if it doesn't matter to them, they know it matters to the not. fans. Yeah, but I, I, I don't I think I think as a fan, like we put I'm more not, emphasis okay. on it than them. And so I'm not disagree. I'm not disagreeing with that statement. We do put more on them, but I think to say that they don't put any emphasis on is also wrong. They know it's a rivalry game. They know it they matters. Very the little. They put very little emphasis. I mean, on it. Messi put enough to get a yellow card on it last game. So I think you're underselling a little I think, bit. There. I think it had more to do with the way Orlando was playing him than they were. Than so you're saying it was like Orlando was treating it like a rivalry game, and that they care. No, Orlando. Orlando. Listen, it's just like I said before. Every team is going to come out and play us like it's their Super Bowl, and everybody's going to want to stop Messi and get no, in his head and push him that's around. Not what's ha- and that's that what- never happened. That kind of shit talk and trashing we didn't see in a lot of other games last year. Orlando was special. Like I love that you think that Messi like came here and he's like he's like oh yeah Orlando I'm going to shit talk the hell out of him. Well, he did, but he did. Like you can't say he didn't do it. He did it. He did that, but he didn't do it because that's our rival. You don't think you don't think Yedlin and Calendar were saying pregame and practice, hey, this means a lot to the fans. It's a way to ingrain yourself, blah, 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 blah. They of course oh. they were. Yes, Messi they were. doesn't have to ingrain himself with the fans. Then why did he do it? You're insane. He did it. Oh my god. He did it. <laughs> You're like ignoring the fact that it happened. You're like, oh, that didn't really happen. I'm but not it did. ignoring the fact that it happened, but I think you're reading into why it happened a lot more. No, I think they can't. They, again, I'm not going to say they care about it more than the fans. That's not true. But I think they respect that this is a special game. They they push themselves to a different level for. I I I disagree. You know, the I don't problem think is Messi, I don't Messi's a competitor, man. I don't think he looks at any other team higher than another. I think he goes out right. to win every game. Mid season. This is our, our thing. Mid season. 
when we finally can figure out how to get back to our original parking spot, because I feel like we'll get there by midseason, we are going to make a little poll. Ask every player as they walk by, do you care about the Orlando City game? So we're going to ask like the two injured players. Yeah, why not? At least it's a player. It's better than having no player. It's better than respecting your opinion. Again, you are jaded as a Liverpool fan, man. I'm not jaded as a Liverpool fan. Clearly. I think the only players that care about rivalries anywhere near as much as fans do are players that grew up as fans of those clubs. Yeah, we don't have any of those players. So no. Well, I think I think it's possible that like a guy like Noah Allen or Benja Kramashki, who's they played even at even when they were at Weston, they played a, I'm sure they played against the Academy teams from yeah. Orlando. So there I'm sure those guys probably have more passion than like a Messi would for this. So speaking of this, total tangent. I gotta talk about something stupid the club did. So you and I know parents of players in the club we've we've chatted with them we talked to them and but we know because we've interacted and learned and stuff like that this year the club introduced like vip badges so the the, the parents always had vip badges so you couldn't tell it was a vip versus no vip uh though apparently will smith was in the stadium so that was i probably would have been able to tell will smith this year instead of a vip badge they now have family member on it and their name so mm. i'm sitting i'm sitting at the northwest club and I look up, and there's Kramowski's dad. How did I know that? Because it says family member and Kramowski on it. So I got saying, hey, how's Ben Ha doing? And I was chatting with him. And I'm just thinking to myself, for a club that's really trying to improve security, this isn't it. Yeah, that, that's not a good move. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I realize they did thing. that. That's funny. Yeah, it's brand new. It's, it, this is the first time they did that. Uh, I, and I was just laughing at that because I'm like, this is really kind of stupid, guys. Like, this is how well, I can. So yeah, it it is stupid, but it's like we we all know where where Campana's family is because it's like they all there's like five or six of them, and they've they all have Campana's jerseys on. So, but I, I but get it. This just confirms who they are, and, right? You know, you and, can always and, suspect. Like I think that's Leo's, uh, you know, but, dad or but whatever. The other, the other piece is think about the drunk fan, not me and you, drunk fan. Which, though we clearly are the drunk fans, but like no. the drunk angry fan. And Suarez, and what's to say, we'll, we'll pick on uh, Benha because that's whose dad I was talking to. Benha misses an open and costless game. And all of a sudden, guy walks by, family member, Kermaski, and now they're being harassed. So I do feel, again, this is just pretty, this yeah, gets a real tangent, but it's a pretty dumb move of the club. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I, I, I couldn't defend that. Um, <laughs> yeah. See, defend Joe, 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 Joe's, Joe's the guy I was referring to who attacks players dads yeah that's him but uh yeah he i just also, I, I, yesterday he also I was started like, a new business i don't know if you heard about this i heard he was doing some north stand babysitting yeah dude made like 50 bucks <laughs> he was up there babysitting some kid while while his dad went and got right. a beer or something <laughs> we wanted to go a little bit shorter because both of you and i were a little exhausted from last night so let's start out. predictions what do you think tomorrow uh sunday um 4 1. Hmm. 4-1, good guys. I'm going to keep my 3-1 prediction from last match. Uh good guys as well. I I I think we lose the clean sheet. I do think we score a little bit more. Uh I'm not ready to start saying four goal games yet, but I'm gonna keep on hoping for three. I think we we easily could have had three this week and 
by on paper, RSL was the better team than than LA. So I'm gonna go three one. Joe Joe Kerr getting in there with a two zero. Oh, huh, I think we both have to show it. Yeah, Joe, Joe Kerr will go with a two zero once again. Any Probably. other anyone else want to come up with a prediction? Mike V. Call some names. Hoffmat, you want to jump in? Give a second. No, no. I think. All right, we're getting. We're t- everyone's tired. All right. Yeah. Branson. Yeah. I see, you're wearing something new. The new hat. I love it. I saw it and I fell in love. Is there anything on the side of it? The back of it? What we got there? No. We got to do a fashion show. It's a part of the show. So it's a. Uh... It it I do hate this. It's a snapback. Oh, um, snapbacks are the best. No, it's got to be flex fit or fitted. That's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Inter Miami has never really had fitted hats. So pink tie dye with the black herons in the middle. Nice. Love it. White on the sides. Uh, it's, it's great. not for sale online it's yet. I went looking. I went looking. No. I've got like twenty seven dollars in fan cash. I've, I was going to buy it today, and it's not. There. I've been looking. Um, I think it was like I want to say it was thirty, thirty five, something like that. Um, God, the hats. Are, this is, hat, the leaks cup hat. I think it was forty or forty five bucks. The hats have gotten ridiculously yeah. expensive. Oh, you don't have to tell me. Anybody who watches you know, me do Marlins knows I've got. A million and a half hats, and they all cost me like fifty bucks each. So, all right, so uh, kind of wrapping up. Anyone got any questions for us? We we wanted to go a little earlier. We are actually running a little early, though. Who knows what happens? But <laughs> anyone got anything to wrap up? Uh, finish it off. Hoffman agrees with me. Four one. Four one. 45 yeah 45 for that league's cup that, that was an expensive it's great i love this hat and i actually refuse to wear it to games because i don't want to get all stinky and sweaty like i'm trying to just protect it uh yeah it's like it's an awesome hat and i know i said i don't think we'll get another one but i hope we can get another one next year by the way just as a tangent i just gotta throw this out there after hearing everyone bitch about inner miami ticket prices did you see some of these copa prices that came out today like two fifty for upper stands and shit. Like, welcome it's to America. Really bad. It's really because I've got. I'm going. I know I'm going to at least two games, and I am genuinely nervous for the price I'm going to end up paying for these tickets. Yeah, we'll get ready for World Cup. This is like, this is just the tip. Wait till those World <sighs> Cup tickets drop. Well, I've uh, so I've got. I'm going to. If anyone's interested, I am going to the U.S. Men's game in Atlanta versus Panama. I know that. And then I stupidly put down the deposit on some Copa Finals tickets. So I'm kind of hoping that I'm going to end up just flipping them and buying a new car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, with your luck, it'll be like two teams that nobody's nobody's interested in. Yeah. Joe, Joker got Copa tickets, 250 for nosebleeds, Argentina, Peru. Like that's, nice. Again, and, and how like how much did we hear complaining about Inter-Miami and Messi and, and season? Like, it is gotten this this gets expensive in America, folks. It does. Um I looked into because I was gonna try and do it before Jurgen retires, but I did look into flying over and going to a game in Liverpool. And hospitality tickets, which are basically like Northwest Club tickets, uh, I could have gotten for like a hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, um, I'm going I'm gonna sell Chelsea- like right on field level. So that I, 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 I will say I'm doing Chelsea hospitality. 
I'm doing a package that looks identical to Northwest Club, and it was like 300 yeah. pounds for the match per ticket. Yeah. They had some lower, cheaper they versions. Had nicer they had ones. Expensive. Yeah, man, there's one package. Uh, it was 1500 for it. So if you think about 1500, you're kind of now talking about what we do for Lowe's, except not only did you get the food, the wine, the drinks, and all that. You sat right behind the players. Like every time the camera yeah. shows the players, you were going you to were. be there and like yeah. you throw, throw paper at your team or the opposing team. The opposing is clearly cheaper, but uh, like that, I looked at. And again, my, I know TJ, if he's still awake, is listening to this. And he's like, why didn't dad do that? Because it was really expensive. It was still 1500 bucks, and I wasn't going to spend that money. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's, they're, I know the initial the, the regular European tickets are cheap, but they are slowly starting to figure out that American business model to the detriment of everyone. Mm, yes and no, I think because those teams have been around for so long, like the supporters have a yeah, lot of power. No. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're, they're, it's, like ticket prices have not raised in in England in a very long time. That's what I'm saying. Like the, the main seats aren't going to change, but they're going to figure out where they can squeeze it and start finding those little spots. Where they can really have some fun with yeah. it. I don't know if they need to. I think they're making a ton of money everyone without doing it. To, everyone needs to make more money, my friend. Well, we'll I hope they don't. I, like, listen, I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not pushing for this. Like, I'm not. You're not going to start arguing with me that I'm, I'm not pushing from. Just saying Todd Bowie uh, whispering in your ear over there, and <sighs> just, uh, just, it's going to go buy another seagull. All right, so so wrap it up. We got two games we're watching Sunday. Uh, obviously, 9 p.m. Eastern, Inter Miami at LA Galaxy. Yep. Then the kind of the, the the breakfast for the day. We are going to see Chelsea uh, win the cup over Liverpool uh, to start out <laughs> in the morning. So excited excited for that start. Hilarious. We will not see that happen. Hey Hoffman, the question so Hoffman just asked us: Did you guys get the Inter Miami survey on tickets? We did. Uh, we covered that. I want to say two. Was that two? Was that last? Uh, um, three episodes ago, I think. Yeah. Uh, it is scary. Like, really scary. Uh, I I was trying to do kind of cost comparisons for my seat. Basically, if I look at, like, one of the cost comparisons was basically without Messi. And so if you think about without Messi being what we paid last year, it was three times last year's prices. And that was without a superstar player. So uh, I am extremely concerned for, for la for next year, because I, I, or not next year, MFP, because it, it does look like they're going to continue to raise in the prices. I think I know personally, I said in this episode, I'm looking up which episode it was right now. I personally had hoped that we were paying like the MFP price hike is what we just paid going into this season. That survey makes me think, it does not. It's not. It's gonna be. And by the way, it was uh, episode eleven is where we went into this. I just found out for sure. So it was episode eleven. But I, I think we have another price hike coming in two years. Yeah. Um, and if that's the case, I will be watching from my couch. Yeah, and, and Mike V saying kind of same thing. Prices. Yeah. One sixty are gonna be considered club seats. They would be double what I paid last year and triple for the year before. Uh, so yeah, yeah, so yeah. Unfortunately, it looks like expecting our price. Like now, it's all presumptive. They may get the results, and when even their corporate people are going, no, I'm not going to pay this. They may be rethink it, and that has happened before. Maybe not yeah. with this club, but it's happened with other clubs. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. I don't. I don't want to like 
get the pitchforks and torch and uh no. torches out yet but listen it, it was a little nerve-wracking we've got we've got the season on us it looks yeah. like we're off to we're off to a good start so uh no point in getting upset about that yet uh when it happens uh if it happens you can be assured that we will rant like nobody's business hey and let me throw this out there if i could just for a second there Please. are some clubs that have season ticket holder groups, uh, supporter councils, uh, what's the uh, supporter trusts. I just mm. think that's I think that's something that you know people that listen to this show and members of club may want to start thinking about in the future because that I is a way. I think kind of, they will listen. That is a way to have an impact on these kind of things. So just throwing that out there, planting some seeds, starting from scratch. Uh, but something that I think that this club could desperately get. So, I don't know. On that on that note, as you're shaking your hand, not positively supporting your best friend, you, uh, you can uh, I'm cut not out. going to get into it because anybody who's been around Inner Miami knows I put a lot of work into trying to get that started, and nobody's interested. And so, you now have a bully pup, pulpit pulpit to speak from to like, help us get there so yeah but go. I, I got faith most of the people buying those tickets don't care all right so uh we will not do a show another show until probably monday or tuesday next week unless Correct. some crazy something comes out beforehand i can't imagine that messy gets traded to nashville yeah we'd probably do a show about that um yeah. but yeah we will <laughs> go monday or tuesday uh one other thing yeah. if you haven't watched our live show uh from last night it's a pretty short show, just ten minute show. Uh, make sure to give it a check out and let us know what you think of it. We we know the audio wasn't great. We're still figuring that out, but we'd love some uh, I feedback. Say, let us know what you think of it because it's going to be totally different next time. <laughs> no, I want I want the feedback. I want the feedback. No, the feedback that's coming already is like it's it all great. anti me. Well, perfect. That's that's <laughs> even the best feedback. If it's anti him, please broadcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or your favorite social media. Yeah. So, all right. Let's wrap this Another up. Another thing bed. before oh, wait, we right, wrap up, please. We are at 97 subscribers on YouTube. I would love it if we can get to the even hundred before our next episode. So please share it with your friends. Um, we made parents, some cool contacts in the friends, parking lot. Friends, parents, anybody your interested in Miami, just send your it babysitter's out. Babysitter's parents, your kid. Yeah. Yeah. TJ. R- random, random guy at the grocery store. Yeah, just get get them to like and subscribe. Yeah. Hit that like and subscribe button. Yeah, just, let's just get to the even hundred, and and you know that helps us gain some traction, and we can keep doing some fun stuff. But thank you guys for participating today. It's been great. Um, you know, we'll be back next week to hopefully talk about another Inter Miami win.